Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, tech companies refute the DACA, uh, Trump's DACA situation. Mercedes is giving you title, and Walmart is going after Amazon. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown perspective. Um, I'm Joe Braswell. That's Akili Shine. How you doing? I'm good, man. Living well. Well, little uh, brother, one of my favorite groups, Life Wonder, Fonte. Big shouts. Big shouts. Uh, excellent production by Ninth Wonder. Everything is great. I don't know. Wait, they're from North Carolina? Where are you mm-hmm. from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Fonte's on. Do you ever listen to uh, Questlove's um, podcast? I guess it's a part of a radio show on, on Pandora? No, I don't. Okay. I don't have a Pandora subscription. Um, well, I don't even listen. I don't even have Pandora as an app. Yeah. I am anti-Pandora. I hate, hated Pandora. <clears throat> and then till that, till Questlove Supreme, I heard about it. And I got it just for that. I don't think I paid for it, though. But anyway, it's excellent. It's, it's Questlove, it's Fonte, Quest, um, a couple, couple of folks, and they do these long, long deep dives with everybody. Spike was just on, did a two-part deep dive, when it broke every movie down. Um, like I said, I think I told you, like, Jimmy Jam, and, well, I mean, Terry Lewis is on there, four-parter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is good stuff. That's good stuff. And, and the musical knowledge between, like, Fonte and, and, and Quest is, like, pretty crazy. Absolutely. Those are both musicologists. So I'm pretty sure that show is phenomenal in terms of the takes and what they're able to explore historically, contemporarily. But yeah. I think, yeah, those are both culturalists that I love. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I didn't know Fonte was like had it like that. Of course know, he I, does. I, 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 exactly. That's what when I'm like. That's exactly what I said to myself. I'm like, well, how could you? Oh, that's a huge statement. I did not know. Well, I mean, I, it's like. It's one thing, like, there's a lot of rappers who Is he, are, like, Uzi, Uzi Vert no, to you? Like, like, it's like, I did not, I had no idea. <laughs> no, I'm not saying he's, like, he's like oh Uzi Vert. I, I meant, like, I, I wasn't surprised. I'm like, oh, like, that's why I got in front of myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, Fonte. Fonte, I'm like, well, of course. What, the, what, what, what I expect him to be like, you know? Right. With, with that catalog and then those r- rhymes and lyrics and everything else. So, anyway... Uh, we got some news. Uh, you know, some news happened over the, you know, uh, uh, yesterday, I believe, the day before yesterday. Um, President Trump decided to, um, wind down, uh, the, the DACA, the DACA situation that Obama really felt strongly about, um, pushing through, uh, leaving possibly as many as 800, um, thousand, uh, dreamers as people who were born here. Mm -hmm. Um, because their parents came from another country and they're born here, probably have been raised here their whole lives, work here, serve here in the military, are living here. And yeah, not, Trump, not even the ones that are born here, some that are born, you know, in their native country, but yeah. raised here. Like but raised here, that's right, yeah. And uh, and people who, you know, who, who are now being forced to go back to their country that mm. they may not know. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, aside from how the cruelty of that, um, you know, the, in, in, in the, you know, I have... A ton of thoughts on that, but we could save it. But but CEOs are stepping up. Tim Cook of Apple says he's going to fight for his 250 dreamers. He's got an Apple alone. He's he's got people in every department, <laughs> and uh, and then save these people are integral to um, 
to what happens at Apple. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is do you think they'll, this will make, they'll make a difference if, if these companies could step up like Apple? I mean, I think any type of application makes a difference. Anytime someone or entity is vocal and they're willing to, you know, take a political position with their brand with their company is a strong statement and so when a company such as a company that's influential like apple that's doing that and the ceo is doing that i think it makes people do some reflecting do some researching starts a conversation and the fact that i mean he's it's personal to him it's not just a statement like hey he has you know dreamers in his infrastructure in his organization so people that work in his retail stores people that help engineer the product that he the products that he sells he has people that are you know in the research and development department so like that affects his bottom line the fact that i mean i think one of his lines was their dreams are our dreams it's like there's no separation so the fact that that <laughs> policy is being struck down um, affects you know business it affects bottom lines it affects you know not just you know our social cultural moral fabric but it affects all the inner workings of what this country is about so co- I mean companies like Apple is, it's not the first time they've taken a stand they've done stuff with environmental causes they've done stuff with women rights so this is this is another one where you know they can add it to the book of them advocating you know more equality or more more fairness, and so I, I, I respect that. Yeah, I, I do too. That's very, very well said. And it's not just Apple. I mean, there's uh, tech communities are coming out left and right. A lot of CEOs are coming up. Um, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg has come to, has, 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 has 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 a statement and uh, put a letter through um, their their site, which I've never heard of, um, called uh, FWD.us. I don't know what that is. Um, I, I, Wow, I, I didn't know that must be a Facebook site. So anyway, he published an open letter to Trump. Also, Sunder Pichai from uh, from Google as well. Um, uh, I mean, I can't say any of these names. Dara Kakahosa. I can't. I can't with you. John Zimmer. All these folks. We we're talking about Uber, Lyft, um, uh, Google, um, and uh, and Microsoft. All these and, and Twitter. Yeah. All stand by dreamers. I mean, that's that's pretty much like the Mount Rushmore of tech right now. Absolutely. And, and from the sounds of these names, these folks are also feel like there's some immigrants, or definitely have some immigrants, immigrant parents. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure of that. I mean, I think it's interesting, man. Like that you, you know, are applauding Mark Zuckerberg right now. Ah, <laughs> you're not bringing back to Zuck. <laughs> Zuck is just following. Just I think following. that's the most interesting part about this conversation yeah, is that you actually gave him a compliment. Nah, he's, he's just following. Nah, he's, he's, oh, he's, okay, his name was on the list. Now, uh, you look, look. I, I gotta give. I mean, I, I mean, Zuck is doing what he's doing with his company, and he's got his own agenda. But he, but when it's time to step up and do the right thing, with the exception of uh, the whole fake news situation, um, he seems to be doing the right thing. Uh, you know. I still don't like his sort of hands off. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the news. Well, but um, you know, uh, Zuck's not all evil. Hey, man. Hey, I, I think it's great. You know, we talk about a lot, a lot on the show how companies, brands need to have a, a strong sense of social responsibility, and this is a great opportunity for you know tech companies that are so influential to be able to do that and influence smaller companies, influence young minds, all minds. Right. And so this is great because I mean we are we all spend a lot of our time, we invest a lot of our energy utilizing their platform. So hey, these platforms are speaking back to us, and I think that's great. Yeah, it's very true. Um, speaking of platforms. Your boy, your guy. My no guy way. Oh, uh, yeah, he's the, come on, he's your guy. He's my guy, too. 
Jay Z. Okay. okay. I, I don't know what you was about you know to say. Usually it's bad, so I was like, no Your way. Trump. Shut it down. Your guy Sessions. No. <laughs> right. Uh, no. Uh, but so um, looks like title now is uh, title's had kind of a, a little bit of a bumpy year. Um, you know, like with with, with uh, you know Kanye leaving, and uh, you know they had three CEOs in two years, and um, you know Jay Z's four forty four release had some had some hiccups. You know, in terms of not being available to new subscribers, but as this article points out in Gadget, they're still relevant and mainly, and mainly, mainly because they these amazing strategic partners they have. Their partnership with Sprint has really paid dividends right. for them and it really allowed them to still be in a lot. A lot of people are title subscribers because a lot of people have Sprint, right? And it's just it's a, a deal. And so now they're doing a deal with Mercedes Benz. If you buy new Mercedes Benz, it's giving all of its customers. Uh, a year of, t- of title, not just title, title hi-fi for a full year. Now, of course, it's very similar to deals people deal with, GM did with like satellite radio, with, uh, you know, XM, Sirius Radio and XM yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they're doing this deal with Mercedes, and you got title hi-fi, and if you don't like it, you don't have to do it, but you get the first year free, and after that, you pay for it. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a great idea to me. Great idea, great example of, of a great cross-pollination between two brands that are distinct and unique. And I like the fact that Tidal's aligning themselves with a luxury brand, you know, that yeah. bra- that, that you know, raises the mystique or raises the, the interest. It's like, okay. It's a good point. Like, good point. this is not, Sp- I mean, Sprint is not a luxury brand, even though it's a huge corporation. But Mercedes is known for, like, the higher, finer things of, like, the affluent things. So to be able to have that, that comparison... And have that in the same kind of like ecosystem together, I think works. Which is why they're they're, they're probably going with the high five version of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, you know, like, We're gonna like, give like, you the no. best of the best, right? I get it. Uh, However, you know, I'm interested interested to see you know how many people will actually continue it after that one year is up. So you buy the you buy the the, the vehicle, you subscribe to the Mercedes me uh, media multimedia thing. Um, and then you get it. You get it for a year, and then after the year, then you have to pay. So I'll, I would like to see if those what is numbers it, like stick. 15, it's like fifteen, right, or is it higher? I think it's twenty. I think Ooh. it's either 15, it's fifteen or twenty bucks. Yeah, and that's not for the hi-fi, because after the subscription is up, you go back. You go down to the to the pretty much the baseline subscription, so you don't get the hi-fi. Okay, so that's nine ninety-five. Okay, and then that's like nine and five. Then it's like twelve something for the family. But you know the high the high five is, is up there. It's a dub. You're right. That's like that's that's a lot of that's a lot of money for something right. something I'm not watching. I guess you are watching stuff though. I mean, but you, if you spend a lot of time in your car, I mean, hey, it's perfect. I think it's a brilliant sort of move across the board. I agree with everything you said, especially aligning yourself with a luxury brand. But uh, let me ask you this: We talk so much about. You know the blocking uh, net the whole net neutrality, and you know these companies coming in and maybe being able to sell you a slower Wi-Fi or a faster Wi-Fi, and, and you know, and all these different things on the net. Isn't isn't Jay Z isn't Title doing that with this whole Hi-Fi versus Lo-Fi situation? It's almost like you can have this version, but if you want the really good music, you have to pay more money. Like, why, why, why not? I don't understand that. Isn't that like... No, that's the same thing as saying, hey, um, we'll give you 1080 versus 4K. You know, it's still, it's still the same footage. Right. Like, the music that you listen to on Apple Music and Spotify is the, the baseline that you get f- from from title. So we're giving you an extra part. We're making our music, you know, we're giving you the full fidelity of the music. So it's not as compressed as everywhere else. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I'll buy that. I was always confused, concerned about that, but I'll buy that. Um, 
All right, yeah. So good, good for I mean, I, I'm, I'm, we'll see. We'll see what the retention is on that, but um, it seems to be going well. Uh, Walmart is teaming up with Google to take on Amazon. We keep, we keep come circling back to the story, but it's happening. It's really happening. Walmart is really going to keep up with Google to be able to like for you to order from the vast Walmart online. Walmart.com is kind of no joke. I mean, Walmart is no joke as you know the the amount of stores they have and the amount of people they employ yep. and what they do in China. But you can't then sleep on Walmart.com. That also is no Amazon, but they're trying to say that, look, whatever Amazon can do, Walmart.com can do, especially if we team up with Google, Google mm-hmm. especially if we do things like you can talk to your Google Assistant and say, yo, I need some new underwear, yeah. and shit comes to your house. Absolutely. I mean, what do, you, what do you think of that? I mean, I think this is this is a strategy that I'm seeing Google do more often than not. Like We've seen them do this going against Uber. Where they partner with Lyft, and so now they're partnering with you know, Walmart, another major company to, to battle their foe. And, I mean, Amazon in this space obviously is killing it with their acquisition of Whole Foods and their their ability to distribute products very swiftly, very cost-effectively. And so, yeah, that's taking a huge chunk out of the bottom line for Walmart. And yeah. so I think this partnership and alignment is good because there's two titans now instead of just one. So they can use the technology that Google offers. They can use the, the retail and distribution experience that Walmart offers and try to figure out how to smash their competitor. And I think it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting battle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I just I really think that Walmart... If Walmart's gonna eat, eat, sort of break through, and I guess maybe they don't need my help because they seem to be doing just fine, they still need a, they still need a brand overhaul. I know they tried this about five years ago. They tried to make the greener Walmarts. They tried to do one that was like nicer design, like a Target. Oh, you mean like like a like a brick and mortar overhaul? Just a, I think a brand perception overhaul. Mm. Maybe brick and mortar. Maybe logo. Maybe everything else. It's just Walmart has such a yeah. you know red state. You know, connotation to it, or just like it's, it's very, it's nothing about that. Not that it has to be a luxury brand, yeah. but you have Target and Walmart, which are essentially the same store, mm-hmm. and Target's positioned itself as the as the as the uh, you know the retailer of the metropolitan yeah. and, and the suburbs, yeah. whereas Walmart has positioned itself as the retail of the the farm, basically. Much, yeah. So I mean, I don't know, and and it's I find that that's really hurting. Walmart overall brand with 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 uh, you know consumers in the city because Walmart's aren't even allowed and you can't get a Walmart in a, in a metro Los Angeles in a metro San, San Francisco in a metro New York they won't, they won't let them in so I wonder I wonder I wonder if that's something's going to happen to that meanwhile Target City Target City they're in yeah <laughs> so I don't know, that's weird I, don't I mean know. but I I mean when you juxtapose bottom lines target and walmart it's just no comparison so even even if they don't have the same um prestige or the same type of maybe feeling you get when you think of target like they're still making that money around the world you know right. what i'm saying and so and also like walmarts are usually twice as big as targets so i mean i think that's a big reason why they're not you know as saturated in cities as targets are but i i feel i feel you are right in the sense that there is a stigma at least maybe for for our city folks of what Walmart is like it's not our first place of choice to shop so right. even if there is a google alignment right <laughs> uh, yeah I, i'm not i just i just really have a an, an aversion to walmart i really if i if i have to step into walmart i'm like ew yeah. but whatever um <laughs> this something <laughs> this something uh, not the team but with facebook that i'd really be out but um so there's this new thing is that, you know, we talk about smart glasses and, uh, you know, smart glass. 
there's the there's these new augmented reality smart glasses. Well, not new, I should say, but they're uh, being used in airports in Singapore to help them sort of check cargo details instantly. And I'm looking at the video that they have over there is like hella tight. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's, it's like you're able to look and see giant you know, Q, QR codes and, and, and what's in them and, mm-hmm. and, and, and actually, uh, you know, be able to like not, I guess it helps with, you know, shipping and moving and getting things in and out quicker. Right. It's a perfect example of how augmented reality would, you know, uh, help. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people argue that virtual reality is 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 the the one that's going to lead us into the future. But it's, I would say that it's augmented reality that has the best usefulness. I agree. Um, especially, if, you know, we talk about business and we talk about organization, like the ability to be able to do exactly that, to be able to see what, you know, where and what things are um, and be able to have that kind of give fuel to a better system, a, a more efficient system. And so... Yeah, when you go to the airport, you have to wait in these long lines and you have to do all these things. But if if, if the technology somehow facilitates more fluidity, yeah. and we can, and that helps the the customer, everyone wins. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think this is a great, um, a great implementation of the technology. And we we used to always joke about Google Glass and how corny it is. Yeah. But like, hey, a Google Glass for something like this is awesome. Yeah. You I mean, know, you're gonna have it like at the club or nothing, right? You know, at the <laughs> exactly. bar, but you may have it. You know. Uh, at a, a very practical workplace, including things like uh, not not you know, including like surgery, you know, including like there's all kinds of things that you're doing in real time that you need to access information for. We're using your hands, and you know, right? That that's invaluable. Um, this is Megan's kind of skipping this one, but there's a, there's a new video. There's all these drone videos coming out of the of the new Apple spot, but there's this new drone video. Um, showing this new Steve Jobs theater um, in advance of the event. And, I mean, there's nothing to say about it except it looks dope. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the campus looks fresh. We've, we've, seen, we've seen it from way back from the initial renders to yep. now it actually being manifest. Like the, the design, the... Yeah, all of the engineering that was involved in going into it and just... It's like they're putting the finishing touches on it. And yeah. I, I think it's fresh, man. Like... To see the see the, the whole like kind of like progression of this from when it was just an idea to now it actually being you know a, a destination point. So I, I wonder how much of that of of the, the unveiling of uh, I forget what's called the the the, the circles are called like Apple One or whatever the headquarters is called the spaceship. I wonder how much of in the keynote will they be talking about the actual headquarters and the theater versus because that's that that's I mean you know I don't think they would though because I mean the keynote I mean they're selling that's right. that's their sales yeah, opportunity like, and check out our, our wonderful chefs <laughs> exactly. over here, and here yeah, I mean I'm sure though I'm sure that because they usually they, they do show some stuff like that right. but I don't know how how much of that they're going to show I, mean, I want to see I mean I want to see I, wanna, I mean I'm very you know uh, curious to see what it's like up and running and functional yeah. and in real life um I don't know. Dare I do this story? Oh, no. This is a great story. This, now, Zuckerberg may be onto something with this one. Uh, he's got this situation. He's trying to, Facebook's trying to negotiate with the music industry to let uh, its millions of users and, us- and users uh, upload songs and videos. This is direct shots fired at Google and YouTube yep. because right now, and Apple. It's like killing all the birds with one stone because Apple's Apple. You can download the songs, Apple Music, yeah. Tidal, Spotify. <laughs> that's all great. Do your thing. Uh, you know, YouTube. You can watch videos. You know, Taylor Swift's got a, you know 100 million you know views in a couple of weeks. That's great. But what 
what what if what Facebook is proposing is comes to life where you can watch a music video on Facebook and then from that video download the song into your Facebook player and keep it moving, that may be a game changer or no. No, I mean I think everything that Facebook does is a is a I wouldn't say a game changer, but definitely a, a company killer. Right. And like I I think that they They've done this time and time again. We've had we have countless examples of how they've reinvented the wheel and done something better. And so you look at YouTube and and its exclusive partnership with Vivo, and that's how you get the 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 delivery of those music videos. Yeah. And like you said, hundreds upon hundreds of millions of views. And so now you have that offering on Facebook now. That's perfect for them because hey, what, we, what do we always say on the show? Keep them in the ecosystem. Keep them on the platform. How it's like you don't want them to leave. So this is just more appetizing content for them for the for the consumer for the user to stay and so i think it's a perfect move for them and i think it's got youtube it's got apple it's got whoever that's in this space a little scared right i so. i i agree i mean it's definitely um it's definitely sort of a game changer because uh yeah this is kind of this is kind of the promise fulfilled of what we thought would be possible in the future like you're watching something you can buy it you're listening to something and you're watching a video you own it like that is that that takes away i mean from so far away from watching a video on mt on mtv driving down entire records and buying an album exactly. you know what i mean like this is like watch it on your phone own it on your phone right like keep it moving and yep. so that's um that's something i mean it's not you know too far away from what we do now you can watch it on vivo and go pick it up on spotify but to have it all in the same ecosystem, as you said, to keep them there, Google does not want you to leave, man. They got they, that's you all mean, they you do. Mean Facebook. Sorry, Facebook. Facebook has got rooms and rooms <laughs> of people trying to figure out every day how to get you to stay on Facebook. That's right. Um, stay connected, and that's that's what the entire thing is. Which is again a little scary, but I I, I can't knock the hustle at all. Cannot. Not at all. All right. Uh, I mean, we've we've been this a thousand times. Three the, the three things that'll never be seen after the iPhone eight. Uh, used to, I mean, you, you know, uh, they, it's an article in the, on the Verge. They just mentioned phone screens and the use of augmented reality, which is going to be huge with with with, with this. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. I'm always looking forward to the keynote. You know, I love the presentation. I'm not really looking forward to the iPhone. I hope they have some new stuff that they're dropping software wise or whatever. You know. But hey, the phone. I, mean, I think what's interesting about that article, though, is that they said they argued that a lot of these technologies have already been invented and used and already in the marketplace. But when Apple comes to the table and says, "Hey, we've designed this new phone that has this great glass and blah 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 blah," like, and everyone did it again. <laughs> exactly, it's like, <laughs> dog, like this this type of technology has been out for almost two years. Like, slow right. up, right? So, but that's that's fascinating because how Samsung's like, come on, right? <laughs> like a company that has that much, you know, influence. Like it just it just shows it just shows their ability to like sway the culture. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's very true. And there's there's other you know, instances in culture where that happens where you know, or you know, the, the, you know, may know may know people like that. You know, the stories. You know, people you've been telling them something for two years, and all of a sudden you're like, I kill you. Know what? <laughs> Fonte is a good rapper. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating. But, I mean, like, Apple's own, uh, Apple's earned that. They've earned it. So, I don't know. And maybe and not, not, they don't just reintroduce it. They, they sometimes they make it better. Hey, hey, hey. And make it more accessible. Or, or, or the thing that I think that, they like. make it more expensive. They make it more <laughs> But I think that things, the thing that I will admittedly, you know, look for is that stuff may be, all be out there. 
But I'm all, that's all great. But when are they going to make it for my Apple phone? When are they going to make it for me? That's all great. When are they going to make it for my iPhone? When are they going to make the Apple version? Because I'm an Apple loyalist. So if they came out with Samsung comes out with the, the X-ray phone. X-ray phone from Samsung. I'm like, cool, Samsung. Where's Apple going to have an X-ray phone? Right. Because we know Apple's going to do it better. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that that's... Is that more, is that more of... Is that more marketing? Is that a mirage? Is that actual fact? I think it has to do with just. I, I think that that's my point. It's a combination of, the, of, of they've earned that with their with their with their brand loyalty. But you don't, it's not just a marketing smoke and mirrors. It is they Apple's made consistently made a beautiful good product for the last fifteen years, and now here we are. I mean, but we like. They make this beautiful, clean, dope product, but you don't even give the other guy a chance. How do you know their product isn't clean, dope, and beautiful? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Like, don't keep good. it moving. I don't know. Uh, I don't like the name. It's Galaxy. Oh, ah, I'm good. I'm good. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Moving on. Um, this is an interesting, really interesting story in, in terms of landscape entertaining, entertainment. The rights for James Bond films are, 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 are up. And you know Sony had him for the last couple of years, and and made a couple of movies, and you know there's been some debate over how much these movies make and how much this franchise makes. Sony famously during that hap- during that leak, it came out that Sony said Spectre had to gross if Spectre grossed 1.1 million dollars, 1.1 billion dollars, and with a budget of 250 million, um, then the studio would earn 35 million dollars. That's a lot of steep. Steve, to, to get your $35 million, you got to make a billion. So that's a steep curve. Yeah. Um, Man. So, and of course, it, it, it fell too and short of that. So I'm not sure what the studio made on that, if anything. But the point that I'm making is it's up. And it's still, that being said, it's still a very, um, very much wanted franchise for a studio or someone. And it looks like the traditional studios aren't the only ones because Apple and Amazon is throwing their hats in the ring. They want they want in they want in on the James Bond franchise they they want in on you know you know seeing what James Bond's going to be for this next generation and, and reinventing them and making that um, and keeping that IP in a world of superheroes and and, and Batman I mean there's, there's very few that uh, those are that legacy IP left so they're trying to Star Wars so they're trying to snatch it up it looks like Warner Brothers has got the front the front you know. The, the inside track, but I don't know. Yeah, would, I mean, would, would, that be, would that be cool if Apple or Amazon? Heck yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I mean, I think you're straight on with that. You know, what I'm saying like you're on with that point in terms of it being such a legacy property and you know generation it being transgenerational. Like we all right. get to experience James Bond in our own unique way, and we always have like kind of like the barbershop talk: who's the best James Bond? Or, yep. Like all that is great, and like I think that you know we talk about you know. Marvel, when we talk about DC and how they've kind of expanded the pantheon of the characters into the movies, like I don't know, I think there's a lot of opportunity for them to do that with the with the with the Bond franchise. We only seen it kind of done in one way, you know, one yeah. one one way in. So like maybe figuring out if there's like a way to create more of an ensemble approach or maybe like come from a, a villain perspective. Like I think there's just a lot of creative clay that could be, you know, molded with the, with the franchise and to be able to have a partnership that's, you know, untraditional, like 
not a, not a traditional film studio that that acquires it. I think that would be fire. Actually, yeah, I do too. We, we we talk about the universes all the time. You, know, you see what DC is doing with the with you know the Joker. You know, really, I mean, you know, they have Suicide Squad and the Joker and expanding things out. Now you see what Marvel's doing. Um, I mean, what I'm sorry, Disney's doing with Star Wars with mm-hmm. the Han Solo movie and the Rogue One and, just, exactly. and the Obi Wan movie and just expand this universe out further and further. You may have a Money Penny movie exactly. or you may have a you know. Uh, odd job or a you know or whoever yeah. Felix Leiter right or a octopusy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's gonna be the one you gonna start uh, <laughs> or the uh, uh, pussy galore <laughs> I mean you know hey man. hey they almost said James Bond got a lot he he a lot of <laughs> I won't say it James Bond meets a lot of pussy hey that's of course he does of course he does the yeah, octopusy pussy galore anyway all right. Shit, they should have fucking made James Bond black, like with Idris. They, they fucked up have. with that one. Anyway, well, you know, I mean, you know, like as as a uh, as uh, the, the 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 Fleming family said, uh, he's a little too urban, <laughs> right? Too street. Well, it's rather too street. Wow, he's a little too street. Not in a bad way, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's just a little too street. Right, not cleaned up enough. Huh? You know, okay. Uh, <laughs> doing this crazy, like man. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, Star Wars and Marvel, uh. Uh, man, you know, it looks like this, the Star Wars universe is con- continues to be troubled when they're, and they're directing. Uh, tr- uh, Colin Trevorrow uh, is out uh, of episode nine. Um, you know, it seems to be amicable. It seems, it seems to be it's early on, but like, you know, they they just seem like Kathleen Kennedy and them just sort of say it's not right. You know, the the the, the, the uh, collaboration's not right, and they're parting ways now, as opposed to getting into another Lord Miller situation or or anything else. So, or you know, what happened with Gareth on um on a on a on Rogue One, where he quietly had to step aside and and let a uh, you know homeboy come in and direct it for five million. But uh, I mean, did, are you worried about this? I mean, what I mean, the only one that seems to have this thing wired right now is Ryan Johnson, who. Is a cold blood director, Looper. I mean, he Ryan Johnson's dope. So he, I, we heard no problems on episode eight. Episode eight seems to be fire. So I don't know. I mean, I think they're becoming notorious for firing directors. Number yeah. one, and then I think it does raise some concern is because hey, what was the procedures that went in place for you to hire them in the first place? Because shouldn't there have been some type of creative? Um, synergy before that like so you, you go down this long line and you explore through actually creating it and now you figure out oh we find out oh we don't have the we don't have the, the juice no like it's just who's hot young director like who's hot I think that's concerning yeah. I think that's alarming but I mean at the end of the day I think it'll be right I don't yeah. think I don't think they're gonna release something that's gonna not gonna be right. So, so do you think they're gonna go with a veteran like the like like so with Han Solo? They brought in Ron Howard. They just brought in a veteran just to just lock it down. I think they go with uh, some like this talk of J.J. Abrams just just to lock it down. Uh, they're so happy with Ryan Johnson. They're like shit. Just let Ryan Johnson do nine too. Dave Brunet, Ava. Yeah, well, and that, go with her. Thank you. I was gonna, that's the other thing. I mean, eight, well, you know, Ava is locked down with Disney. She's done a huge uh, Disney movie now, Wrinkle in Time. And I guess if that, if that's, we'll see if that's a, a success. Yeah, it will be. If that's a hit and that's success, then, you know, the, that, that proves that Ava can do. I mean, that, that's a $150 million movie. Yeah. You know, a beloved property. Right. So if, if she pulls that off, that's, that's the same thing. Also, I mean, look, man, like. Go with, the, I guess what I'm saying is. You got Coogler. You got. Yeah, go Barry, with the person of color. Barry Jenkins, man. You got Patty Jenkins. She ain't in part of the club, but, you know. You, or go. 
yeah, go with woman. Exactly. So I mean, I, mean, I, I like I like that tweet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it doesn't. Ha- I mean, give give someone else an opportunity. Yeah, pretty absolutely. much. You know, Cause, cause I, and and these were very obscure. I mean, I mean, not Ryan Johnson, but you know, I don't know. The, 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 they're picking these these some of these directors. I mean, there's plenty of of us out here now who are making noise and who do who need that next level shot. Now, Kugler's getting it with and Ava, Ava, Ava Duvernay is getting it. Uh, get Barry Jenkins out there. Yeah, you know. So anyway, uh, we move on to uh, your boy. This is your boy. Your no, boy sir. Martin Scarelli. No sir. <laughs> Martin no, Scarelli, the, sir. The, the farmer bro who is jacking up the prices. The farmer bro. That's what they call him. The farmer bro. <laughs> he's a wow. far, he's a, he's a uh, uh, pharmaceutical oh, okay. guy. That's uh, right. He works in, in big pharma. He. Was the guy who notoriously jacked up the price of that life-saving drug because it, he knew people needed it, so he jacked it up to like something like, like five hundred bucks a pill. Something, yeah. Was, I thought it was like more than that. I was like some crazy amount of pill, trying to make that money. Uh, and he's also the guy who, as a fan of music, snapped up the Wu Tang Clan single album for two million dollars, and he had it. And now he's kind of upset because everyone's mad at him and saying, "What you know about Wu Tang?" And you, you just this and you just that. So he's like, "Well, we'll see what you know about Wu Tang. You can buy it if you can afford it." That's how I'm taking. That's how I'm taking this. So he, so he put it on eBay. He started bidding at one thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Basically, this is for him his way of proving that no one wanted this more than me, and I did the best. I did the best service. But if you guys want it, you can you can buy it then. Well, otherwise, otherwise, shut up. I think he's on his way to jail, so I think this is a, he is on his way to jail. I know, he's to... This is a way for him to, I guess, bring more attention to himself. Like the fact that he went, went about all of this in this weird ass way, like, and now he's selling it for a hundred grand. Like, he even made a statement saying that, hey, I might, you know, even though someone might bid higher than me or whatever, or I still might pull it from, I still might pull it and keep it. Yeah. Like, he's just trying to get attention. He's an attention whore. Yeah. And I will uh, say that, you know, and that and the Wu Tang for the Wu Tang fans, it's not save him from the ass whooping in, in prison either. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the, the, like, the Shaolin will get. But him. I like I like the Wu Tang though. <laughs> um, <laughs> about the album, um, Liquid Swords will come get him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's uh, the, what I like. The thing was to say, oh, he uh, um, he said that he'll donate half the money to medical research. That, that's not, not even to charity, not into like a specific charity, but to medical research. That is that's probably his own company. Exactly. You know. Um, anyway, yeah, he's 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 something else. I don't like that dude at all. Um, tomorrow, it Stephen King drops. They got the it experience, and they're over there in Hollywood. Um, the whole the, like the giant house you can walk through. Yep. Oh, Marissa, that's unnecessary. <laughs> I don't, no one needs to see that, Marissa. <laughs> That's highly unnecessary. I was cool with this one. Um, I am not a fan of Pennywise. Like, Tim Curry's Pennywise scared the hell out of me. The idea of of Pennywise scared the hell out of me in the book. Like, I am not checking for this movie. Why not, brother? You're not going to stand in line for this one? I'm too scared. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think about it's dope. I think I'm, I'm I, I, you know, it's, it's. I think it, it looks, it looks great. It looks like they're really uh, close to what this is supposed to be. But man, yeah, because the, well, the technology is there. Because I think the the last time they didn't have the right, they didn't have the right look and feel because of the lack of technology. The whole no. stop motion. Oh yeah, the spider, uh, spider thing execution the of that was just that was really terrible. corny. But so Tim, now there's no limit. Tim Curry was super creepy and scary as the clown, but when you get into all the supernatural stuff, it's like you, you yeah, can't do right. that in 1990 ABC budget. Exactly. <laughs> Technology. So uh, I think this will be dope. Yeah, I think it'll be dope too. Okay, well, 
Uh, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Anything else? No, nah, man. No, nah, not at all, man. Just, uh, yeah. Uh, not, I can't Summer's think coming to an end. Summer is, yeah. It's great. Come to an abrupt, abrupt halt. Yeah. Um, uh, that Jay Z tour is going to kick off sooner or later. I hope, hope that we get the opportunity, at least, at least me and hopefully us, get to go down to Austin City Limits and check it out. Check, check out Jay Z. I don't know. That's all I got. Oh, did you watch any of the uh, Made in America stuff on Title? Nah, nah. I didn't have time over the weekend to watch it, <laughs> but I did read a few things about it. But I mean, hey, I'll, I'll, what, 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 what were their views? What were people saying? Saying it was good, like the, just the, the atmosphere, uh, the fact that you know, even though it was raining, the weather wasn't you know the best, that the vibe was still there, yeah. and that you know, Jay Z did his thing. I think that was like the first time he he performed the album. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see him, you know, perform the album. Like I've, I've heard him in a few interviews discussing kind of like how this is going to be different than some of his previous tours and just what he's doing, like as like set and like back backdrop and like how he's going to tie in kind of like all his other songs with the newer songs on 444. So I'm mean, I'm excited to see actually actually what he does. So yeah, maybe I, I will go back and check it out on Title to see how how that first run was. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's it's, it's there, right? We can go check it out on Title. You should be able to. Okay, cool. I don't know if it's like a one-time stream. Nah. Okay. I mean, are you, are you a subscriber of Title? Because I, I, I remember that when we talked about this a while back, you were not. You did not su- support am. the brother. No, I, no I, I am a subscriber of Title. Okay, I, I, okay. I am supporting him. <laughs> uh, but I, I, he ain't going to give me for that dub. <laughs> for sure. The high five. I, oh, I'm, I'm still not. I'm still, I'm still dubious on the high five situation. I, I, I really need to have someone like sit me down and and and, and play something I'm on both dubious. sides. I'm not dubious about that. You think it's, it's real? And yeah, it's, it's definitely real. But okay. is it is it worth it? Is it worth it for my current lifestyle? No. Like if I was at home and I, you know, I'm going to sit and drink tea or beer and just listen to music. Right. Then I that would be perfect on your perfect on your but exactly. Like, but on just a normal fidelity, normal uh, range headphones, is that, you can't tell, right? No, you could tell. Okay. You could tell on any any speaker. But I feel like, is it worth that extra 10 bucks? No, it's not. All right. Uh, I don't think so either. And also, last point, it depends on what you're listening to, right. I think, as well. So Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's it. We will see you next week on GNT. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. Where can they find you, sir? Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. And um, out in these streets, not really. Uh, See you next week. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.